Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marine Menu Cherry Show. We are live in sunny, gorgeous Seattle. I mean, really, it's blue. Had the sunroof open. Still cold. Got my uh, wool coat on and my socks. <laughs> and for those of you who are new to the show, I always open up the show with the weather. And Seattle, it's either sunny or rainy and uh, a little bit cold right now. I think we're in the like upper 40s, do you think, right around there, Eric? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I open up the show with the weather because my hope is that you'll look outside your door or window or get up from a cubicle and look outside somehow. 41 degrees. Forty. Oh, yeah. so it's really a little bit chilly. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I hope you have the earmuffs on when you're driving with the roof down. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I have the I have the bun warmers on. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to buy another car without seat warmers. I just love them. They're the best, especially for our weather. You know, when mm, you have yeah. a nice day, you want to open up a window and not freeze, right? Sure. So what I hope is that you'll look out into your world, the part of the world wherever you are, and is it sunny? Is it raining? Is it light? Is it dark? And become present. Get in your body. Be aware of your surroundings because we're working on consciousness here. We're working on waking up and moving forward and changing what we need to to do to become more of our wonderful and authentic selves. And of course, most importantly, to be happy in our lives. So that's what we're doing here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And my Thursdays, I generally, 99.9% of the time, I interview a guest. And today I'm interviewing Christopher Renstrom. And Christopher Renstrom um, is the founder of rulingplanets.com. It was his vision of an online interactive astrology magazine. It is based on his book, Ruling Planets, which has fir- was first published by HarperCollins in 2000. 2002 and has sold over 50,000 copies. I have one of these books because I don't believe they're printing them anymore. I think we'll find out for sure from Christopher. It is gorgeous, full of so much art, and I learned a lot about myself. It was very informative. In fact, I wish I had read um, about the child of Mars a long time ago. I would have understood my family dynamics significantly if I had done that. Renstrom has been a practicing astrologer since 1985. He created the horoscope column for Allure magazine. His um, Renstrom horoscopes was carried in Verizon, Sprint, and All Tell, and he conceived and developed Astrologer for Lifetime TV.com, which is how I found him, actually, when I was surfing the web. Renstrom currently writes the daily horoscope for the San Francisco Chronicle, sfgate.com, and his Ask the Astrologer feature now appears in Catalyst magazine, as well as on rulingplanets.com. Welcome, Christopher, to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me back on the show. It's a pleasure. I know. Thank you. I'm so glad you could make it. It's just wonderful. And in, for those of you who don't know you, of course, are going to get to know you a little bit today on the air. We already have people calling in, which is wonderful. And if you're calling in, please have your date, time, and birth, and place. Is that right, Christopher? Uh-huh. And a question. And a question, yes. <laughs> and, and, of course, in honor of almost Valentine's Day, people can ask questions about their relationships, too. Absolutely, absolutely. So you'll want to have those birthdays on hand as well. 
So if you, um, you know, after today, if you still want to learn more about Christopher, you can go to rulingplanets.com. And I love your Ask the Astrology feature because people come right in with these incredible questions. And if you join your website, you get to ask a question a month. Okay. Yes, you get one question a month. Oh, my gosh. I know. I forgot to join. I've got to do that. Now that my book is off, I can actually now sign up and ask my question incognito because you know, I'm going to use a fake name probably. Um, oh, don't worry. Um, Usually, uh, I'll, I'll print just the birthday, but not the name or anything. Okay, like that as good. Well. Thank you. Right. But oh, what, absolutely. Thank you. What I loved was the answers. They're informative. They're sweet. They're deep, and uh, and I just well, love that. You. Yeah, you sold me right away. I saw you on um, Lifetime.com TV, Lifetime.com, and then went to your website and you sold me. Of course, I had a reading with you, as uh, I <laughs> always experience my guests, whether I read their book or I have a reading from them. You know, I like to check out the merchandise, <laughs> so to speak. Well, and the merchandise is very lucky to have you checking us out. Oh, you're so, so sweet. You're so sweet. And you live in Utah? Yes, yeah. Salt Lake City. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I have flown over the Great Lakes. I haven't really, I've only been in the airport there. But the Great Lakes are gorgeous, by the way. I'm like, how did the, all those colors get made as the plane's flying very close to it? <laughs> it's really beautiful. Uh, so um, how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. I've, I've, um, I, the uh, rulingplanets.com has really taken off, and, and we've introduced some uh, new features. And, and um, I'm very busy with uh, workshops and classes here in Salt Lake City, and I was very honored, very, very honored to be invited to speak as a lecturer at the uh, next uh, International Astrologers, uh, Astrologers Conference in um, in uh, oh my uh, New Orleans, oh, New Orleans. <laughs> which is going to be in 2012, and so oh. that's like a very very exciting oh, con- opportunity. Congratulations! That's a big honor. It, it is. It mm-hmm. is because you're speaking um, to astrologers all over the world. I mean, everyone <laughs> comes from every right. single corner of the planet, and it's and it's just such a such a terrific honor. And I'm also going to be speaking at the um, astrology conference this uh, summer in San Francisco. So that's also going to be really, really terrific. Congratulations. Thank you. You deserve You absolutely deserve that, and they're very lucky to have you. Oh, well, I'm, I'm very lucky to have them. The astrology community is wonderfully supportive, and it's such a great group of people, and there's so much exciting work being done these days with astrology that, oh my goodness, it's, it's everything you can do to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I have a lot of um, friends uh, who are astrologers and they're very, very busy in their lives, have been for years, but of course it's now even getting more intense. Oh, yes. More and more people waking up and astrology is such a, a fun and interesting and exact way to find out things about yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So are you ready to um, answer some questions for some callers? Sure, sure. I'd love to. Okay, who do we have, Eric? All right, let's go down to Fresno, California, and talk to Laura. Hello. Hi, Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. Good. I'm excited to be able to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, um, I already gave my uh, place of birth and everything. Do you need that again? Nope, no, 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 just a question, Laura. Okay, the question would be, I know that my chart is pretty watery, and I'm actually very dreamy and creative, and I've always been told that it would be better to have somebody the opposite of me to ground me, and I pretty much have that right now, and I don't really think it works really well. Just no, my- it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
just saying. <laughs> right. No, there's this funny idea that we have to go and find this opposite and that the opposite is going to do our job for us and or, or, or maybe even kind of keep watch over the way our behavior should be. And, and I just don't see those things happening. I find that the strongest relationships in astrology are really with people who are on the same page as you, uh, zodiacally speaking. So, in other words, if you're very watery or very sensitive, which would make perfect sense being a Pisces and being born under the planet Neptune, which is the planet of dreamers and visionaries, um, you're going to feel very landlocked around someone who's always trying to, quote-unquote, ground you. And, and honestly, what, is gri- uh, what does grounding mean anyway? So it's really much better for you to be with someone who gets you, who, who gets you on a very psychic way, who gets you on your unconscious and is going to support that, that journey and that process of visualization, which you bring to your life because it's such a tremendous gift. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I, I don't think it's really right to sort of go and find an opposite. I think what we really should be looking for in our lives, or, well, it's not should be, what we end up pretty much finding are, are compliments, people who really understand us and, and to help us be who we are. So, so I think that that would be a good thing. Okay, and then um, that would be just off the top of your um, head, what charts, I mean, what signs go well with Pisces, like three? Well, usually what I find um, in the work that I do mm-hmm. is that it's usually the people who are born in the same season as yourself. Okay, mm. so if you're born in Pisces, which is late winter, it's usually going to be someone who's born under the same sign as you, Pisces, okay. the sign before Aries, uh, or the sign after Aries, or the sign before Aquarius. And I also see that your ruling planet, Jupiter, is in Aquarius. So those would actually be the uh, three uh, signs that I would look for, and then I would kind of even add Sagittarius because it's also ruled by Jupiter, which is the ruling planet of Pisces. Oh, I have a Sagittarius now. That's interesting, but um, they um, but they're not considered watery, though, right? No, but they're Jupiterian, and oh, what that okay. and what that means is that Jupiter is the planet of what I believe in astrology. So the thing that Pisces and, and Sagittarius have in common mm-hmm. is this commitment to a higher purpose in life. If if you feel like you're living according to your higher purpose, then life is going to feel fulfilling for you. It's going to feel good. Um, it's going to be adventurous. Uh, uh, Jupiter children have a lot to do with philosophy and religion and travel and going to different locations and visiting different peoples and really becoming enriched in their experience of the world. And that's, that's something that Pisceans really do seek uh, in a partner, and, and that's something that I often see comes into their lives through uh, whether it's a romantic relationship or familial relationships or even best friends. Mm. Um, perfect. Well, thank you so much for giving me all that wonderful information. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Laura. Thanks for calling in. Okay, have, have a, a great, great day, day, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Great. All right, now we're headed off to Texas to talk to Leanne. Hi, Leanne. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Very well. <laughs> okay, I've already changed my question. When I first called, I was going to ask about money, but um, then I was like, oh, the Venus and Pisces part of me always wants to talk about love. Ah, <laughs> oh, which is a wonderful <laughs> thing to talk about, don't you think, Leanne? Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, because I've always wanted to ask an astrologer this. I actually have a passion for astrology, so I've been trying to study this on my own. But I met somebody with my birth date. Uh He's just younger than me. (laughs) 
Okay. 11 years. By 11 years. So I was going to ask 7 or 14 years, but okay. <laughs> um, 11. And so we are, we mirror each other. He has moon in Pisces. I have Venus in Pisces. Oh, that's he lovely. Has Venus, he has Venus in Aquarius. I have moon in Aquarius. And the attraction yeah. is, I, I've never felt this, <laughs> ever, it's, it's, at all. It's, right. And it's very, very powerful. And, and it's yes. nice. So, so what's the problem? Eleven years younger, or what? It shouldn't be a problem. That well, the problem was, I, mean, I was in get. Well, the problem was, I was in another relationship. That was the first okay. problem. <laughs> okay, that's been resolved. Um, I was going to say, but, how long did that take to solve? Two days, three. Oh uh, no! It did, actually, I almost called right then, and <laughs> almost right. Called, the moment I met him, was like, um, about the wedding. Kind of changed my mind. <laughs> I kind of wish I would have, because then you know maybe something could have happened. Um, so at this point, it's almost even been a year since we met. Okay. We haven't even seen each other. So, but I was just wondering, is that, is, is it really as magical as it feels? Um, now, or, now, what, now, what's his birthday again? It's 2-9-86. Oh, right. It's the same, it's the same day. Uh, yes. <laughs> it is, but uh, the question is, what do you want to do with it? Um, you know, as far as making the connection and, and being together, it's a very, very powerful connection. Now, if I, under- I, I need to sort of backtrack and sort of understand your story a little bit more clearly. Did you go ahead and marry, or you didn't marry? Or, or no, no, what? no, no. I did okay. not marry. Ah. I ended up uh, okay. breaking up with the individual that I was with. Um, exactly. I just never forgot about this guy. We're still in touch. Okay, and have you met yet in person? Not since the first day we met. We met. We met at my bachelorette party. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hysterical. Okay, was he wearing clothes or, or not? Was he like the no, entertainment he was. for your he bachelor? Was. We were okay. on that, I was at a concert and I was out okay. on the balcony. Okay. And, um, I, I just want to make guess. sure I'm getting that right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't. No, it was not like that at all. It was very okay. friendly. Nothing even happened. Just talk. <laughs> Which, of course, is the best way for Aquarians to connect is through talk and through friendship. Um, Aquarius is connected to the element of air, so the idea of sharing ideas and conversation and and just that intellectual stimulation, it's so exciting. It's so, it's so wonderful. And this is really what these two signs look for together. So uh, when's your next, when do you want to get together and, and, and see him again? Well, we've tried to do it twice. Uh-huh. In the past three months, and every okay. time something happens right at the end. But um, the question that I had is, I know Venus in Aquarius is very, you know, kind of standoffish. Um, and it, it is. They don't do well with intimacy. And my Venus in Pisces is sort of, you know, like, hold me. <laughs> Which is is wonderful. No, again, this is one of these judgments that's been made because Aquarius has, you know, Saturn and Uranus and it's air and people think that they're kind of standoffish or not. No, not at all. Aquarians take in the whole picture. They take in the whole picture. They want to see if they're physically attracted to someone. They want to see if they're intellectually attracted to someone and emotionally as well. And so even though you're going to have all of this gushing emotion, there's still going to be a part of you that's like, 
okay, what am I getting into here? Am I getting in too deep? What's the deal? What's the agenda? All those sorts of things. And you sort of have to go down your mental checklist, and that's terrific. But the wonderful thing to do is to really sort of develop that friendship and correspondence and to take the next step, which is to see him in person. And I think that that's going to be something that's going to work out much better for you after March 11th of this year. Ah. At that point, Uranus changes signs, and it enters into the astrological sign of Aries. So all that sort of slippery footing that you've been dealing with since about maybe, oh, December 21st or December 15th will go away. You'll have much more solid footing and much more sense of future direction. And I would absolutely make a date with this fellow. I would absolutely uh, spend some time with him. And I have to tell you something. You're a child of Saturn, so the idea of a 7 or even a 14-year age difference, it is not a problem. In fact, I think it's a Oh, yeah, it's not a problem for me at all. Can I just just ask one question about the signs? I just always wondered, does a moon in Pisces feel things the way a Venus in Pisces person does? Well, it's, 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 it's done a little differently. Uh, there are two differences. The first is Venus is exalted in Pisces. That means Venus is at her most powerful when she is in the astrological sign of Pisces. But the other thing we have to keep in mind is that the moon and Venus rule over two very different domains. The moon is your personal, private life, okay? And Venus is your social life, okay? The way that you relate to people usually outside the family. The moon will be family, and the Venus will be usually people outside of the family. So those are two very different provinces. So they feel the same, but the the contexts are going to be different. Oh, so if I can become his family, (laughs) it's going to be similar. Okay, yeah, I, all I, right. I, I, I know what I I'm going to do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. That was hysterical. That was so much fun because, really, I was wondering the same thing. Was he the stripper at the bachelor <laughs> know, party? Exactly. We met at the bachelor party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But thank goodness he was, yeah, I, I have good feelings about the meeting too. I think it'll, I mean, first of all, it's going to be just a really fun and interesting experience. But Oh, yeah. Obviously I hope have, she calls back and tells us Me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. So, Christopher, we're going to take a break here on the Marine Man Cherry Show, and we'll be right okay. back with Christopher Great. Renstrom. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there are a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Also, be sure to check out Marie's website in January. The class schedule for 2011 will be posted along with a complete website makeover. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Dr. Carol Lieberman joins us on Manson Mitchell in the Morning. Her book on bad boys and why we love them is now followed with a new book on bad girls and their secrets. The Gary Mann Show follows with two hours of Valentine's gifts for you. Alicia Michelle will tell you what is in the love and romance house of your astrological chart. And Jody Levon will deliver love letters from the other side. Communications that heal our hearts from loved ones who have crossed over. Mance and Mitchell in the morning, Saturday at 10 a.m. The Gary Mann Show, Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific. The Healing from Within, supporting a Healthy Brain DVD is now available for purchase. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. 
They describe the brain as being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Coming in the new year, Hormone Health, the final DVD in the series. Made fresh each day for you. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, and we have astrologer Christopher Renstrom on the line from Utah. He's been an astrologer since 1985, and you can go to his website, rulingplanets.com, to find out more about him. But we're blessed to have him on the show today because he's answering callers' questions based on their birth signs. So exciting. Wonderful. In fact, that last one was really funny. That was cracking me up. (laughs) So who do we have now, Eric? Well, now on the line, we've got Mira from Mercer Island. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi, Mira. How are you today? Great. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So I have been extremely attracted to the moon, like for the last two months, almost like euphorically attracted to it. And Uh I'm just wondering what in my chart would make, if that means anything. Well, that, that, okay, so what you're saying is that you're very attracted to the moon? Correct. Okay, euphorically. So there's a very strong resonance, a very strong um, vibration that's going on right there is what you're talking about, right? And what right. does that mean? Yes. Well, it's kind of really interesting. Um, you were born, if I'm uh, looking at your birthday correctly, you were born with a Pisces moon which evidently seems to be a theme on today's show. (laughs) And um, what's important about that Pisces moon is that we have had a very powerful conjunction take place in that area of Pisces on January 4th of this year. And so January 4th, to uh, basically whenever you have an aspect like that taking place with the moon, it will rule about a month because the r- moon rules a month. Okay. And so from January 4th to February 4th, this would be a very powerful energy in your life. What you may uh, be dealing with is um, the contemplation, or maybe you're even just on the other side, of a major life path transition or change that's going on. And so there might be something that's pulling at you. I mean, the moon is connected to pulling at the tides, and there might be something that's pulling at you psychically or very deeply, very emotionally, that's making you want to say, you know, I want to live more accordance, more in keeping with my higher purpose, which of course is going to be connected to Jupiter and Neptune. Jupiter is the planet of higher purpose. We've been talking about that a little bit today. And, um, you know, you may be feeling that pull to go and do something which feels more purposeful for yourself. What I would also very quickly say is you may also actually be just on the other side of having made this decision. So so either you're right on the cusp of it, meaning <clears throat> you're about to make this decision perhaps in the next three to six weeks, or uh, you made the decision perhaps three to six weeks ago. I and did. so you might be looking for some kind of, you might be responding to a sort of uh, reassurance that you feel is, is, is coming from the moon. Does, does that make any sort of sense It does, to you? yeah. I um, made a, a big decision uh, within the last month, and that's kind of how I feel, like it's just 
wrapped me with a water blanket, if that makes right. any sense. Right. What, what we sometimes forget is that astrology is a calendar. It's a celestial clock. Um, and even though, I mean, I, for instance, I'm an astrologer, I could not read a constellation map if you put it in front of me. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's my big guilty secret. You know? it's, it's horrible. I think it's Absolutely. out now. <laughs> it's out now, and everyone knows. <laughs> and it's gone viral. But the thing is, there's something about the night sky, even, even the day sky. I mean, look at how much we're attracted to a sunset right. or a sunrise. In astrology, the planet's are seen from our point of view. Uh, the whole concept of astrology is that the planets orbit us. We know that that's not the case, but from a point of view, a perspective, it looks like they're orbiting us. And I think there is something that is just so old and so natural and so comforting in our human psyches that just looks up at that night sky and sees order in the universe. And it sees points of light that we relate to. We might not be able to articulate it or even say it, but there's a sense that those points of light or those planets have something to do with our timing. They have something to do with the cycles of our lives. And I think it's just sort of like a, a nightly cathedral in a way. It's like going and, and, and looking at stained glass, but except in this instance, it's, it's stars in the night. And I think that we gain a sense of peace and purpose from that. Mm, beautiful. Wow, wonderful. Thank you. I love that it's thank showing me much. confirmation. So thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. So Christopher, I didn't realize that Jupiter is the planet of higher pur- purpose right now. Yeah. I mean, it always is, obviously. But um, Myra's an Aries, if I read, I mean, her her numbers are gone now, but I think she was an Aries. Yes. And Jupiter's an Aries right now. Jupiter's in Aries right now. What's even more interesting is that her ruling planet Mars mm. is in Pisces. Oh, my goodness. And wow. see, that's what she was connecting to. In fact, she was born with Jupiter and the moon also in Pisces. So that's that very powerful Piscean resonance that she, uh, whether she knew it or not, that's, that's what she was responding to. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Who do we have now, Eric? Well, now on the line, we've got Monique from Issaquah. Hi, Monique. How are you? Oh, hi. Good. Sorry, the phone cut out for just a second there. (laughs) That's okay. Do you have a question for Christopher? I do. Um, I'll I'll just be blunt. I'm an Aries. Um, (laughs) What what is going on with relationships? And I don't just mean dating. Actually, I don't mean dating at all. With um, friendships, family, coworkers, uh, employers. <laughs> Everyone other than yourself. <laughs> well, of course. No, I mean that's part of it. But I was wondering, is it is it just me? Is there something in my chart? Is this the way that things are going to continue? Because right, right, uh, you're you're going crazy. Okay, yeah, I can see what it is right <laughs> off the bat from your birthday. Oh. Um, what what uh, the problem is, or or okay, we're not going to say problem, but but what the <laughs> issue is is that you have, uh, let's see, how do I translate it to make it real simple? Um, Saturn right now is in your opposite sign, which is Libra, okay? And Aries is very me-focused. You need to be me-focused. That's what fire signs do, and your ruling planet is Mars, and you need to go go on out there in the world and make a difference. That's kind of the life mission statement for Aries in general. Okay, the opposite sign, meaning the sign that's six 
signs are six months away from you in the year, the zodiacal wheel, is Libra. And right now, Saturn is uh, station retrograde at about maybe 17 degrees uh, Libra. This is, in, this is falling in opposition to the uh, planets in your astrological chart. So the feeling is going to be that other people have the reins or the steering wheel or other people have the control in your life and you do not, okay? And that can be for a variety of different reasons. Uh, it could be financial, it could be status, it could be job, it could be whatever, but there's this feeling that you are beholden to others right now. Um, that's already something that doesn't sit very well with Aries. Okay, secondly, <laughs> Saturn is retrograde in Libra, so there's this sense that they might be, they might have the upper hand, but they're also like not doing anything about it. They're just kind of like <laughs> asleep at the wheel. Okay, that's that's problem number two for Aries. Okay, so Aries wants to be in control, like behind the steering wheel, and number two, making uh, decisions and acting on things quickly. And there's this feeling of being out of sync, or that people aren't keeping up, or that they're not really getting you, and maybe there's a growing suspicion that they're not really all that interested in getting you. You might even be feeling these days kind of taken for granted. Um, and these are things that are not going to make you feel comfortable. This energy will increase as we have the, uh, as we have the uh, collecting stellium of planets and Aries, where you're going to feel much more like, I'm not getting seen, I'm not getting recognized, and actually I want to sort of strike out on my own and be my own person. And if people don't appreciate me, then, then I'm going to take myself and my life and my things someplace else. And so there may be a sort of growing rift. Now, obviously, it doesn't have to end in, in splitting or parting of the ways or anything along those lines. But what it does beg the question is, do you feel recognized and appreciated and respected in your life? And sometimes what can happen with the people that we see every day is that they don't mean to take us for granted, but because we see them every day, we can sort of get taken for granted. And so we need to maybe remind them of how special or unique or, or the special things that we bring to their lives and, and what they bring to our lives. So it might be a good time for you to sort of reach across the aisle, as it were, and to sort of check in with people that are close to you and to sort of see what's going on in their lives. And what you might find is that they're the ones who are pretty preoccupied right now. Maybe they're the ones who are a bit self-absorbed, you know, and, and if you can get them into conversation and to talk about what's going on, that might, be, that might do a lot to sort of alleviate the sense of being at opposite ends and maybe um, lead the way to you finding or refinding or rediscovering your common ground again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds really good. I mean, even though it's no fun, it's what needs to happen for you to really come into your own. How long is this? Um, she doesn't like it. She wants to know how long it's going to last. <laughs> not comfortable. <laughs> I know. How long is it going to last? And I'm an Aries, Christopher, so tell me that it's over tomorrow. Right. <laughs> okay, Monique, you really want to know how long yeah, it's going long to last? Time. I really okay. do. Write down on your calendar, June 12th. June 12th. Mm -hmm. That's when it's going to start to turn around again. Oh, of this year? That's, of this year? Yeah. Well, that's good. June 12th of that's, this year. Yeah, that's... Oh, she can handle that. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was going to be June 12th, 2012. No, 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 no. Uh. I mean, you're going to... You're... Uh, that's the intensity of the energy. And what I'm following there is really Saturn's backward motions or retrograde in the sky. Mm. But um, take this opportunity, to, Monique, to sort of revisit and maybe even reinvent some of these relationships or to refresh them. 
mm-hmm. you know. Um, the the stars are giving you a chance there to kind of like get to know people that you think you know, and and maybe you should be taking a second look at them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm finding the second look is, is needed. <laughs> actually. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank okay. you so much for calling in. Great. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, let's uh, talk to our next caller. We've got Donna on the line calling from Seattle. Hi, Donna. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you. So you do have a question for Christopher? I do. I'm wondering when this man of my dreams is going to show up. Mm. When, when this man of your dreams is going to show up. Okay. Um what happened to the man who wasn't of your dreams? Um, maybe about the summer of '09. Was there a relationship that you were sort of getting out from under during that time at all? Summer of '09. I've kind of been in and out of one for about four years. Okay. Was there something in July 2009 with this person where maybe you were going to call it off or, or something? You had kind of reached the end of the rope. I have called it off several okay. times. Okay, several times. Okay. Um, where are you now with it? He's he's still around, right? It's off, but he's still around. Yeah, yeah. he's around. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, I see this image of him, like, sniffing around the foundation of the house, you know? <laughs> he's, coming pr- he's coming across pretty loud and clear. <laughs> okay. Well, in order to get the man of the dreams, you have to get rid of the man of your nightmares, okay, or the one who's causing at least anxious sleep. Um, I think that you're going to be ready to do that around July of this year. The reason I'm hitting on July with you, um, which, by the way, it also happens to be your birth month, um, but actually the reason I was hitting on July with you was because this is where the eclipses have been taking place since July of 2009. And eclipses Mm -hmm. are very powerful energies. They are um, life path correctors in astrology. Uh, You're sort of going along in your life, the eclipse energy takes place, and you realize, oh my goodness, I'm on a bus heading in the wrong direction. I need to be on that bus. And so then the question becomes, how do you get off the bus heading in the wrong direction and get onto the other bus? (laughs) This is basically what the stars have been urging and pushing you to do since July of 2009. Um, And I think... You have to do it, but it sounds like maybe this person's a neighbor or something or lives really, really close by. No, he doesn't live really close by. Um, Practically no. lives outside her house all the time. But but you know what part of it is is because she won't let him go. I mean, yeah. you know, Donna, is that right? You don't let him go? Um, you know, what's interesting is I had a um, an experience of a past life um recently and i think that he's there to help me feel that yeah i think christopher's telling you no (laughs) yeah i I get no i get no i i get it and i've said it and i'm holding to it and right i'm just it's hard because you're born under the moon okay and the Mm -hmm. moon is cyclical by nature okay children of the moon don't want to throw anything out Okay, And when it also comes to the past, there's such a strong sense of emotional sustenance that comes from a past or past life that it's hard Mm -hmm. to sort of say, hmm, that's not good. So it's hard to see, it it can be hard to tell at times the difference between progression and regression. 
Um, I think in this case, it's really kind of regression. It's, it's moving you on into the past and into, the, in, in, into, you know, where you've been. And I think you have to tell yourself, I've, I've been there, I've done that. And right. I want something, I want something for myself. I want a dream. I want a dream fulfilled. You were born, I believe, with your, uh, it looks like uh, it was with your ruling planet Moon in Libra. Saturn, as I've remarked earlier in the show, is in Libra right now. And what it's going to do is that it's going to challenge you to make a very specific decision about the kind of relationship you want to have. In astrology, relationships are ruled by air, not by water, which is interesting. Water is connected to our emotions, but relationship, the idea of a pledge, uh, troth, betrothal, betroth, to be true to someone else. Mm. That idea is ruled by air, not by water. And so with your moon in Libra, which is an air sign, which is also coming under the influence of Saturn right now, Saturn is saying you have to make a hard decision about what is habitual, which can be very lunar, okay, the recycling, a habit going on, and what you want. And what you want is different from an appetite or craving or habit. What you want is going to be connected to a vision that you have of your life and the quality of your life. And basically over the next year, uh, you're going to be making a stand for that. But what has to begin with is you kind of sort of have to put the emotional empty calories on hold. And I think that that might be the way to look at this person. You know, it's empty calories. At the end of the day, you're not really going to have the things that you really want in order to sustain yourself emotionally and psychically. And so that's the habit that needs to be let go of so you can make a stand for what you truly, truly want in your life. That is so beautifully well said. And I can tell, Donna, really yeah, you're yeah. going to think about the calories. I can tell. <laughs> I get it. I mean, emotional empty calories, that is a vision that I can hold on to. That yeah. really helps. It's very helpful. Thank you oh, so glad. much. Yeah, thank yes, you so thank much. You very much. Thank you, Christopher. That was fantastic. That was great. Sure. Thank you, Donna. We, we wish you lots of fun in July, by the way. And we're going to take another break here on the Marie Manu's Cherry Show. And we have live with us astrologer Christopher Renstrom. We'll be right back. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. There's an exciting new Astrology Hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Clear, clean, and crisp. Check us out in digital quality sound on FM 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk 1150.
And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle with astrologer Christopher Renstrom, and we can tell he's very popular. Everybody loves Christopher. And um, Christopher, you helped me. I had a reading with you, oh, I don't know, five months ago, something like that? I, and, I think so, yeah. Right around there. And you helped me. I'm not going to go public with what you helped me with, but you helped <laughs> me with something very significant. It, you gave me a tool. I still use it every single day. You might remember it. And um, it helps me in a part of my life that I'm working on manifesting. Right. And it's just so helpful. It takes away my stress, my anxiety, my panic, actually. And it's it's really helpful. So Crystal, Christopher has unique tools. I think that you can look into the psyche of people in all their areas of their life, but uh, you, you've created a, a wonderful life for yourself, you know, and professionally and in partnership and all of those things. And I think when people do that, then they can develop skills that can help others as well. Well, yeah, I, I think when you, I, I think when you're living according to what you love to do, it just really expands everything in your life. It, it, it's a blessing. It's a true blessing. It really is. So um, we have more callers. Who do we have, Eric? We do, and it's really funny because uh, all the callers we have on hold right now, all born in December, and all of them within 10 years of each other. Oh, my gosh. Fun coincidence here. We've got Steve on the line from Seattle right now. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. What can Christopher do for you? Well, I seem to be going through a transitional period at this point, which is probably not a surprise. Well, I always feel like I am, but... uh, I was just wondering if you could give me any insight to uh, what might be going on with my chart that uh, might relate to that. Sure, sure. Um, well, it looks to me, from what I'm seeing right here, is that uh, you're coming, um, you're you're just getting to the other side of what has been a challenging, perhaps, two or two and a half year period. Uh, I see from the uh, date that you gave me, uh, that you have Saturn in the latter degrees of Sagittarius, and it actually fell under a square to a Jupiter and Uranus conjunction uh, in Pisces. So perhaps the last, oh, maybe four months of 2010 were particularly uh, challenging for you, um, where you felt like you had to make some, some pretty big decisions, maybe two, perhaps three, I think two, and they had to be done in kind of rapid succession. And I think right now it might be more of a sort of um, it's kind of like having, uh, imagine having done a real, real quick obstacle course, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're at the other side of it, and you're like, <sighs> like that. <laughs> That's kind of the feeling that I get looking, looking at your chart right now. You've just okay. scrambled through, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, very quick decisions, some challenging decisions, and you're kind of getting your bearings again. What I like is that there is a growing infusion of fire energy, which is moving through your horoscope. Um, that would have started maybe about January 22nd of this year, and it's going to increase as we get closer and closer to April. At this period of time, um, there may be an idea of a move or a change of location for you um, or a change of career or what it is that you do, um, or if you've been perhaps out of work or, or feeling a bit at loose ends um, as we get into the latter uh uh, maybe April or early May period, there's going to be a sense of reconnecting again, of being back on on your on your path again, or reconnecting to to your work again, and that's going to be very important because you've been missing the sort of sense that there's been a kind of disconnect perhaps between higher purpose and your day to day life, and that's something you've been yearning for, and that's something that I see coming back into your life very powerfully, uh, particularly nice. in the late. 
uh, April period. Hmm? Okay, well, as I was saying, yeah, that'd be nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. That's good news, Steve. That's great. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in and keep us posted about that time period. We want to know what happens. Okay. Thanks for your help. Of course. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, bye. Now we're going to head back east again and talk to, actually, we're going <laughs> to head west. I know. It's confusing. From Bellevue. <laughs> <laughs> to <It's> Seattle, <laughs> right? And talk to Cecilia. She was just born in New York, and she's that's born why in New York, I said. But she's hanging out east. with us Northwesterners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Cecilia. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Fabulous. Thank you Great. for asking. Um, do you have a question for Christopher? Yeah, I do. Being a sad and going back to the first caller, I'm married to a Pisces, and um, okay, I think the Jupiter thing is not really working too well, uh, <laughs> and I'm really not getting this connection. I mean, we've been married eight years, and got to be my hardest relationship, my hardest marriage. We have yeah. a child between us, and I'm not sure what's going, what's going down, what's what's happening, what's working. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and you're probably asking whether it's working, right? Oh, you know yeah. it. Okay, so you got together with your husband eight years ago, you said. Well, ten years, but married eight years. Mm-hmm. Eight years. Okay, would that have been around maybe the spring? Help me with my math. Would that maybe be around March 2003? Um, no, actually before. I met him in 2000. We married in September of 2002. September of 2002. Okay. Um, and then did... Uh, were there a lot of life changes that began maybe in '03 and then intensified in '04? Well, yeah, that's when conceived and had our son in '04, of course. So okay, many okay. life changes. Okay, and then um, did things get kind of very challenging in the '07 to '09 period, more particularly towards the end of the '09, like maybe September '09? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. And then um, was there like, I know I'm being whatever, but was there like sort of a sign of improvement at the beginning of 2010, but then a backslide maybe in the in the summer of 2010 for you? No, all, uh, 2010 was good. I'd say January good. was a little rough, and maybe as we're approaching Valentine's Day. <laughs> I feel like I'm okay. going play-by-play play here, but <laughs> yeah. uh, 2010 was pretty good. Okay. The, this is what I want to share with you, okay. um, um, if, you if, if it's okay, uh, is this. Um, um, you guys got married right before a major planetary shift. Uranus entered Pisces in 03. It backed out of Pisces and then formally entered Pisces in March of 04. You've been under that Uranian energy, and your husband, he's a Pisces, you said, has been under that Uranian energy since that period of time. So that was already very challenging, okay, potentially. Where it got ignited was when Saturn entered Virgo, which is September 2nd, 2007. And Saturn was in Virgo purely, I mean, all the way through to 09. Uh, the latter, I was asking about the September, October 09 for you particularly because of where the sun falls in the latter degrees of Sagittarius in your horoscope. That would have been a very difficult, very challenging period. And it's my way of offering to you or submitting to you this idea that with these heavy, heavy planets that were causing challenges and stresses in your relationship, you might not have had really the opportunity to get to know each other in the, in the way that you, in a rapport sense, would have gotten to know each other. In other words, it's kind of like, oh, things are really nice, and then all of a sudden the challenges came in. And because it's been so concentrated with that lineup of planets, those challenges could very well have kind of... Uh, 
uh, hijacked your relationship, you know, just taking it down a whole different road in, the, in a way that you might have lost that contact and that connection between each other. And in a way, it's not saying that he's let off the hook or anything, but it is saying that there have been some very, very challenging and difficult aspects that have been going on and that, that can't help but color the horoscope picture. What I would like to see, um, I don't know whether you're making any big decisions about this or anything like that. I can certainly see the exhaustion. You're born under a full moon. It's under the latter degrees of Gemini and Sagittarius. It's just been hit by a lunar eclipse on December 21st, exasperated in early January. But I would like to see where you are in early June of this year for two reasons. It's the second lunar eclipse, which means it's a second look at this emotional material. And the other thing is Neptune is returning to its own sign Pisces in this uh, later spring, early summer period. And in a weird way, it may actually be the first chance for him to really sort of feel comfortable in his own skin again, for him to feel like he's really that person that he set out to be again. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I'm saying it's a possibility. And um, personally, as an astrologer, I would like to see that have its chance to be seen um, and for you to see whether that's still attractive or appealing to you mm-hmm. before making any sort of decision mm, following that. I like the hope. That's yeah. really nice. Oh, I'm always hopeful. So thank you, Christopher. That sounds You're wonderful. Welcome. And I will be looking forward to a fabulous year, especially June coming up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you thank so you. much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now let's talk to Christy and Ken Moore. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Do yeah. you have a question for Christopher? I just kind of want to know what's going on in my chart. I'm almost like a duplicate of the lady before me. I'm Sagittarius married to a Pisces. <laughs> well, it's hysterical because I was commenting off the air that we had the Sagittarian run. Yeah. <laughs> We've been married 25 years, and, and this is for life, so we're melted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what would, you, what would you like to know? Oh, well, I'd like to know about my health. Well, I'm, I just love to win. I'm mostly in this Jupiter thing and Pluto. I want to know how my luck is going to be in the next six months. <laughs> well, the, what's, what's, if you're talking about luck and good fortune, um, yeah, that's it, it. <laughs> okay, and with this birth date that I'm looking at, I'm seeing an increase in it. Okay, now oh, I don't really? know whether I should be encouraging this with you or not. <laughs> Are you worried about her gambling? <laughs> Oh, Sagittarians near a roulette wheel or Sagittarians <laughs> near a credit card. Not a good idea. So <laughs> cute. I don't abuse credit cards. But... <laughs> or at least not under your own name. No, I'm no. joking. Okay. <laughs> no, but the thing is, as far as good luck or fortune and, and a sense of, of kind of, I almost call it having your cosmic mojo back, uh-huh. um, the, the, Jupiter just entered, and, and this is what we've been talking about on the show today, Jupiter just entered the astrological sign of Aries. Why is that important? In astrology, everything is pretty much described through the four elements, water, earth, air, and fire. And fire is connected to uh, prosperity, to luck, and to fortune. And, and uh, there are three signs per element, and the three fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. So what happens here is that whenever you have planets enter 
other signs which are of a like element as yours. For instance, mm-hmm. you're Sagittarius. So whenever there's a major shift of planets that are taking place in Leo and Aries, that's going to affect you in a benevolent, in a good way. It's what It creates what's called a trine or a triangle in astrology. The three signs, uh, if you were to connect the dots, you would create a triangle within a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, comes from trigon, and in fact, trigonometry comes from astrology. But anyway, that's your history lesson for today. Your mm-hmm. ruling planet, everyone has a ruling planet. Your ruling planet is Jupiter, and your Jupiter has just moved into the astrological sign of Aries, so it is setting up a trining, a harmonious, um, mm-hmm. a, a very prosperous energy, which is kind of... Think of it as a ley line. It's kind of traveling along that line of fire, linking Aries to your own sign. Mm-hmm. And it will be in its ascendancy from now until about June 3rd. So mm-hmm. actually, that's your good fortune period. Wow. Ooh, okay. Good. So between now and June 3rd. Mm-hmm. I think yep. some lottery tickets, you know, don't yeah, go too crazy. I drive but all the time. Okay. But... <laughs> See? Yeah, you were right, I'll Christopher. Let you know when I win. Yeah. Well, here, here's your astro homework. Let's see what happens between uh, March 20th and April 20th with you because that's when the sun is in Aries. So let's see how you do during that period. Oh okay, my March gosh. 20th to April 20th. You, you need to call me. I live up the hill I, from you. I'll come I'm down and buy tickets with you. <laughs> She can use some funding from that lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Hey, I'm willing to share. Oh, thank you so much, Christy, for calling in. Have a fabulous day. Thank you. All Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, now we're on to Maria in Seattle. Hi, Maria. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, and thank you. Christopher, you are fabulous. I just yes. enjoyed you. You're fabulous. Thank you for calling. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm looking for my good fortune time. Um there is somebody that I've been really, uh, like, magnetically attracted to since last year, but um, I needed to go through some, um, you know, inner work. And um, But I'm getting the courage to, um, you know, to make my move. Because okay. uh, I think this person might be my soulmate, or there's a reason for this attraction. And, I mean, it's not just, it's not, it's not sexual at first, but it's just like I felt such magnetism in sure. my heart. And so I was wondering what would be a good, my good fortune time to make my move to just let him know, maybe go out to coffee or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and you know me, I'm I, a big believer in let him know tomorrow. <laughs> and I, just, I just want to point out, too, we just got a couple minutes left on the show, just okay. so you know, Christopher. But yeah, I love, see, he loves romance. Christopher's a romantic. A romance is, it's, it's wonderful, it and is. we can't have enough of it. No, you're, you're I would start. Uh, putting out feelers and going out for coffee and things like that, um, ASAP, mm-hmm. um, just to sort of, you know, check out whether you're on the same page or not. But certainly, romantically speaking, you were born with your Jupiter in Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus. Venus is a planet named after the Roman goddess of love and beauty. So by the t- uh, this year, uh, Jupiter will enter the zodiac sign of Taurus on June 4th. Okay, so what this is going to do, this is create what we call in astrology a Jupiter return. Your own ruling planet will return to the place in the sky where it was on the day that you were born in a sign that's ruled by Venus named after the Roman goddess of love and beauty. And this is also uh, taking place around the time of your second Saturn return. So in essence, I know it's probably more astrologies than you wanted to sit through, but the indications here are very, very powerful for a major significant relationship emerging into your life. But you have to promise me something. Do not do that Sagittarian thing that Sagittarians do, okay? Which is? 
which is, well, we, we remember that a Sagittarius is half human and half horse. And so when Sagittarians face ah. a kind of risk or making a jump, they can be a little bit like a horse on a steeplechase that can't see the other side of the uh, obstacle or the hurdle that they're supposed to jump over, and they stop short and they sort of throw the rider. Don't do that, okay? So if you're feeling shy or if you're feeling like, ooh, or whatever, that is all the more reason to take the running leap, to take the running jump. You were born under a planet connected to faith and belief, and you need to take that running leap of faith and see where you land, and chances are you're going to land exactly where you wanted to. Wonderful. That's fantastic news, Maria. Thank you so much. Keep us posted. I want to know about that lovely, lovely relationship. Thank you. And thank you, Christopher, for coming on the air all the way from Utah, uh. <laughs> answering questions from people around the country and, of course, right here in Seattle. And everyone can go to your website, rulingplanets.com, to find out more Absolutely. about you, make an appointment, sign up, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. And thank you so much for having me on the You're show. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Joyful okay. blessings, everyone. Bye-bye.